59 years in the making. Sees Fiji beat Australia. Yeah, 69 years in the making. Fiji winners 22 to 15 in the group stage against the Wallabies. Joining us down the line to break it all down is host of the Rugby Wrap podcast, Mick Collis. Mick, g'day. G'day, Matt. <laughs> How are you going? You know, mate, last week we were so close. I thought we'd broken the back of this thing. We, we were able to talk about a win, but here we are, back to square one and talking about another loss again. 1954, the last time Fiji beat Australia. What a win it was. I mean, 22 to 15, credit to Fiji, but a very disappointing result for the Aussies, and they're going to have to do it the hard way now in this group stage. Yeah, they really are. So I lost to Wales on, uh, I think it's next Monday morning, and we're basically Gonski. So it's uh, it's all or nothing, and it's surprising. Everyone thought that we'd finish at least first or second in our pool, but um, you know that lost to that lost to Fiji on the weekend. We're now in second place with Fiji. That at the very end they tried to kick that goal, even though they'd won the game to to deny Australia a bonus point, which would have put us to third. But either way, you know if we don't beat Wales, we're gone. Uh, can, can we talk about Fiji actually first? Because the emotion they showed in this game, the heart, the passion, I thought Tuisova um, was incredible. Uh, just He's just tough and strong and just bulls his way through. Um, talk to us about this Fiji performance. Yeah, look, outstanding. And you said off the top, first time in 69 years. And just um, and look, my wife. I told my wife this morning when she said oh, I had the Wallabies down. I, I told her the result, and she said, "How can a, a tiny island like Fiji beat Australia when we've got so much so much resources and we put so much money into the Wallabies?" And that's that's such a good question because the Fijians they don't have it. They don't have, don't have anywhere near the support that the Wallabies have got. And even during their um, their pre match or their pre World Cup build up, they all stayed just on mattresses on the floor in a local hall back in Fiji, just to remind themselves of where they come from and, and how much the game means to Fiji. We saw when they won the, the gold medal at the Olympic Games, I think they all got given a, a cow or something, or there was some, they all got, there was some amazing prize that they were given because it meant so much to the country. And I mm. just think all those players, they play with a level of emotion and passion that, that Australia just doesn't have. You know, we, we don't we don't have the sort of, the similar, you know, hardships that, that they do. You know, as I said, they were on mattresses on a floor in one big room. All our guys are, you know, in five-star hotels with psychologists. Even the Fijians, they said they don't have psychologists. They have a reverend that comes in and speaks to them. So the fact that they got beaten by um, Wales in their first game, it meant that that game against the Wallabies, that was their World Cup. They needed to win that one to survive, and they were just more desperate, more passionate. And now we're in the same position next week against against Wales, where we're next week we are where Fiji were this week, and I just don't know where they're going to have the same result as Fiji, but look, they were great, and I think the, I think we spoke about it um, a couple of weeks ago, the fact that Fiji have been playing in that Super Rugby competition, they've always been very good at the sevens, because it's a bit more unstructured, but when you get to 15 aside rugby, there's so much more structure that needs to be played, and the fact that they've been playing in Super Rugby, they've really adapted and, and learnt that structure well, so when the time comes that they need to actually apply pressure in certain areas or have a good set piece, even though their line-out wasn't good last night. Right at the very end, they had that scrum and they got the penalty in the last scrum of the game, which basically secured it for them. Their structural play is so much better. And once they've got that good front football, that allows them the freedom to play that seven-a-side style that they play. So the balance that they've got 
is getting so much better. And I think over the last 10 or 15 years, they have progressed at the same rate that we have regressed. And the result was clear to see last night or this morning. So what areas of the game did we fall down in? Oh, God, where didn't we fall down? I missed 23 tackles, turned the ball over 11 times. I think we kicked something like 29 times. So... Look, you can't miss you can't miss twenty three tackles. You can't turn the ball over eleven times. I think we were penalised eighteen times as well. So I don't care who you're playing. You know, you could be playing Namibia, and if you've got those sorts of stats, you're going to keep the opposition in the team. But you know, the Fijians are a very good side, and when you give them that sort of a leg up, they're going to make you you pay. And that's what they did last night. They were great. We were terrible. So there's been a bit of backlash towards Eddie Jones. What what do you make of that? Some of the selection decisions uh, that. He has made in bringing over a few inexperienced players and whatnot. Um, what are your thoughts on the backlash towards Eddie Jones? Yeah, oh, look, I think it's fair. It's, um, I mean, Eddie came in, he, he wanted to rattle the cage, and, and what we'd been doing in the past hadn't wasn't working either. So something had to be done, and I think he made the call, and everyone's backed him, thinking, hey, okay, that's fine. And as we spoke about, 2027 is the World Cup that the Wallabies want to do well in. But the problem is if we go really badly in this one, if we don't beat Wales, we become the first team ever in Wallaby history to not make it through the pool stages of a World Cup. And we were once a powerhouse. We won the thing twice. And to not get through, not that that's going to happen, but that's that's the situation that we're looking at. So lots of criticism now coming out for Eddie Jones. I think he's won one test out of seven. So I think his win rate's... I don't know what's about 13%. Dave Rennie was sacked at 38%, so it's a, he's not going well. But he had to make the call. But I think what people are doing now, so young Carter Gordon, who's the starting number 10, he's only played, I think that was his seventh test match on the weekend, and he got hooked by Eddie Jones in about the 49th minute. So you've got a young kid who hasn't got a lot of experience. He's now been hooked, so his confidence is going to be absolutely shattered. The backup number 10 is a guy called Ben Donaldson, who started at fullback. So he's and he was the one that the Waratahs didn't even want. He's about their fourth best number ten. So they got rid of him. The Western Force picked him up. So the backup number ten is the fourth best one in New South Wales. And the criticism not having someone like Craig Cooper or Bernard Foley there. So when Carter Gordon comes on after a game, he doesn't have anyone around him that he can talk to and, and talk about. Okay, in this situation, you could have done that. Maybe you could have tried that. What can I do? So without those mentors for such a key position, that's where we're really going to struggle. And we don't have any other backup players. We've got Carter Gordon, who's now down on confidence, and Ben Donaldson, who's only played about three games in the last 12 months. So in such a key spot, that was where the big risk was. And fine when you're winning and Carter Gordon's playing well, no problems at all. But when things start to go bad, which they are now, that's where you really rely on those senior players and we just do not have them at that World Cup. All right, what were the positives that you took away from the game and what's the likelihood of us potentially going on to, to beat Wales uh, come, I think it'll be Monday? Jeez, um, I mean, there are a couple of things we we did good. I thought the try that um, Mark Nawanganitawati, yeah. he scored. Like yeah, the what, what did you think of that? Was, I mean, it was, it was a, a real... Quick play on, wasn't it? And, uh, and it was great. Yeah. It was that, you know, we talk about playing that eyes up rugby and, and playing what's in front of you. And he saw that and um, he, he knew that they had a great advantage. So he just got into, I think it was in, onto Krevi or Krevi, I'm not sure who it was. Krevi. And, uh, and then back, yeah, to onto Krevi and then, and then got the. So that was great, you know, that was that eyes up rugby. But then, you know, there was that um, episode where I think it was him and, and Carter Gordon where they, the Fijian halfback did the box kick. And those two guys sort of half jumped for it and 
neither had committed and it bounced and, and Fiji scored. So it was one of these games where there were some good things and then there were some some really bad things. And then that scrum at the end, you know, Australia being pushed off the ball by Fiji, that's un- unheard of because, you know, we're always meant to be so much better than them in that set-piece stuff. But for them to, to, to do that to us, that was the real nail in the coffin for me. So, and look, and obviously, look, I'm trying to find some positives. Uh, Nick Frost, I thought he was good. He got around the park well. Um, but, geez, you know, it, we, you know, I think there was a... Wallabies played Fiji in Perth oh, maybe 10 years ago now, and, and I remember at the time saying that if the Wallabies don't put 50 points on Fiji, they're not trying hard enough, and they did. They won by 50 points to 11 or something or other, and that's what it's always been. But, but now, I mean, Fiji, they're in good form. They beat England in their last match before the World Cup at Twickenham, and that put the world on notice. So they're a good side, and they've come out, as I said, desperate because they lost against Wales. They had to win that game against Fiji. And I, I think they wanted it all. They were better on the night. And, you know, a couple of injuries we had with Taniela Tupo and, and Will Skelton being ruled out. They're big, big players in our team. And not to have them, that would affect us. But generally, against a team like Fiji, we could cover that. But obviously, we're not as good as, as we think we are. We're not in the place that we want to be. And, look, Eddie Jones has got a lot of work to do um, leading into this Wales game. All right, so... To finish off, Mick, outside of the Aussies' performance against Fiji, what stood out to you from across the weekend in the Rugby World Cup? Um, I think, look, I think the, the closeness uh, and by some of the, the the minnows. You know, we talk about just how close that some of these lesser teams are, are beginning. Your tier one ones are the ones that are, you know, England, South Africa, you know, New Zealand, Australia. You know, we're just hanging on to, to tier one by the skin of our teeth. But, um, you know, Portugal, I think, that what's really pushed France, not France, um, who Portugal push? God, I've watched so much rugby. It's, uh, they, uh, Wales. Yeah, so Portugal, so we, we, we've, we've got to play Portugal after Wales. And, and Portugal really, really took it up um, to Wales. Um, France had a really tough time against... Um, Uruguay. Oh, Uruguay, yeah, and then Chile put in a really good performance as well. So the exciting thing for me was watching some of these these lesser-known countries playing a really good style of rugby and really challenging these these Tier 1 nations. So I think it's just put... I think this weekend, for me, put all the teams on notice that this is not going to be an easy World Cup to win. Yeah, uh, plenty still to come. Australia will face Wales... It will be uh, in the early hours of Monday morning, 3 a.m. WA time. Can Australia do it? It's going to be a must-win game. Uh, They will face Portugal a bit later on in the group stage as well. Mick, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for your time. No, my pleasure, Matt. And let's hope that um, the next time we talk... Because I tell you what, if we talk next time and the Wallabies haven't won, that's going to be a very, very sad conversation. It might be a very short one. It may very well be. Uh, Mick, uh, thank you very much for your time. There it goes. Mick Collis here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Hopefully it's not a sad one the next time we do chat. But, uh, geez, it seems it is going that way. The Aussies falling to Fiji on the weekend, 22-15, to 15, the final score.